Welcome to Tanked Up. We are the video game playing crappy drinking podcast. To be back for another week of hot games and cold beers. Oh, please don't uh, make that the usual slogan. <laughs> no, that won't come back again. I'm Ben Nova. I'm you joined... hated it as soon as you were saying. I did you were like, as soon as it came out. Oh, shit, God damn. I'm Ben Nova, and I'm joined by Alex Malpass. Yeah. And I'm joined by Adol Koji. Hello. We're back for another week. We're going to talk about games. We're going to play. Some beers. We're not going to play beers. Play some beers and drink some games. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, do we have a theme this week for people to look forward to, but not fast do. forward to? Not fast forward to. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, backwards compatibility, because Xbox One has come along and said that they're going to um, to bring it in. So we're going to chat about that a little bit later. Um, first, we're going to talk about games we've played, but... Even more first, we're going to have a beer. Even more first. In the thirstiest of things. Um, It's because you guys are very thirsty. Oh, (laughs) that was nice. I like that. So we've got a pale steam and a saison. Yeah, the saison, yeah. Uh, I guess we should have the saison first then, shouldn't we? Yes. It's a wild beer. uh, Epic saison. Epic saison, yeah. Does it say what makes it epic? Um, no. It does it, does say on the front of the bottle, crispy, crisp, zesty, and spicy. Hmm. Imagine it's just a name, it's just a word that the marketing people at Wild Beer came up with. It's probably just one dude. I'd say epic is, is one of the most abused words today. Uh, that and awesome, I think. Although I'm quite guilty of awesome and <laughs> get annoyed by the epic abuse. Yeah, I think you say awesome quite a lot of the time. Yeah. I definitely do. And text messages and over the internet, awesome is used profusely. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think I've ever, like, actually described myself as being in awe. Like, the feeling of awe. Like, ooh, amazing. Oh, but but it's it's just some awe. Just just some (laughs) awe. It's a religious word, though, isn't it? Because what else are you going to be in awe of apart from God? You're not going to be in awe of, like, well, this saison. Oh, I'm in awe of the saison. I like it. That's yeah, all well, it's not an awesome saison. It's epic. So it's... Well, <laughs> is it, though? Smells good. Smells quite light and floral. Very, very light. Citrusy. I've seen that about everything, don't we? Mm. Everything's fucking citrusy, this, fucking coppery, that. That's not citrusy. No? All right. Not really. It's nice. In mm. honor of Pride Week here in Halifax, I'm having Skittles. And yeah, you're not, not drinking this evening, are you? No, uh, but I am tasting the rainbow. And I will tell you, the yellow Skittle is fairly citrusy. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. It I is like nice. It. It's very uh, balanced. There's nothing really that smashes you. No. It's... It's got a kind of perfumey quality to it. Mm, mm. Subtle though. It's nice. And then there's like grapes, like green grapes. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Very, very fresh. It should be called fresh, except they've already got a bit of fresh. fresh yeah. mm. Does it taste epic? It it's not like um it's not like the Odyssey or right, what 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 do I mean by epic? I don't know. Well yeah. I would take that epic would mean that it would have a big flavour to it. How long is the finish? Maybe the finish is just like 10 minutes long. It's definitely not 10 minutes long. Yeah, I'd be surprised in a non-citrusy, not too hoppy, pleasant, grapey beer to have a giant finish. Yeah, Mm. it doesn't really have a finish. It just sort of stops without you noticing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the opposite of Epic. Yeah. It's like a novella in the movie kind of thing. Very, very carbonated though. It's like Coke. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hmm. I don't mind. I, I, it's like a British beer style. You're supposed to have it completely flat and warm or whatever. But I quite like a cold, fizzy beer. Mm. Yes, mm. especially in the summer. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, and it's a it's a warm day as well, so this is going is to done very well. I suppose it is warm. It's sort of muggy though, isn't it? It's mm. kind of rainy warm. What in Bristol? Yeah, <laughs> it is rainy and muggy here in Halifax as well. Turns out the weather's basically the same on the other side of the Atlantic. <laughs> no difference whatsoever. Right, uh, who is kicking us off this week with a game? Well, I haven't played any games, so <laughs> I guess right. it's Alex. And none at all. Um, I've only played a couple of games of FIFA. I've, I've done almost nothing but work and fall asleep and wake up and work again. It's really horrible. Still, it's not horrible, but still working hard in the brewery. Yes. Are yes. you still shoveling? Um, I haven't. I didn't shovel today, but generally I am. Yeah. You get rotated around what you do. So I'm doing all of the, like, unskilled manual labour jobs at the moment. So, so what else do you do? You mentioned shoveling, so what, what else, yeah, what's so the other I, thing uh, you do? That's called digging out, <laughs> which I know is funny, obviously. Um, so other things I've done, um, like steam cleaning casks, which means you get like a nine-gallon cask that's made of like stainless steel or whatever and um you get a massive like steam gun thing yeah yeah, yeah. you're talking about this last week yeah so i do a sort of sniper rifle sized uh yeah exactly right Right. yeah Yeah. and then so that's to steam clean and then you sterilize them by putting them on a rack that takes five and then you send them to iraq i send them to iraq that's right um, outsourcing the cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's what I was doing most of today, where it was like, we need about 172 casks. Wow. Steam, sterilized, just for today's what was coming out of the fermenter. And like each of these things weighs about 10 kilos. And in the course of the day, you move each one um probably four times Ooh. either up or down or across the yard. Um, I think they worked out that you could quite easily lift a ton in the day just by lifting casks. Um, so, so I take it you go to the gym less. I don't go to the gym anymore. I fuck that. You can barely stay awake when I get in, which is why we're doing podcasts at uh, like about three o'clock in the afternoon. It feels like right now. <laughs> it's uh, three yeah, o'clock it in the afternoon here. So. Yeah, it does feel very early. Like, it does feel very early. So, yeah, I'm just doing stuff like that and other random sundry tasks where they'll just be like, this needs to be done. All the equipment, spare parts that get kept in these massive bathtubs of sterile, uh, like, water mixed with some sterilizing acid. This doesn't sound very interesting. I hear myself speaking, and it doesn't sound very interesting. It's interesting enough. (laughs) Yeah, I do brewery things, you know, shit like that. What you would expect in a brewery. Essentially, what I do is Dancing, I wander around. <laughs> drinking. There is drinking. Um, I wander around inside a massive, like, factory thing that's got huge, colossal machines around. And it's a bit like being in, um, a, like, the Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, but with, like, loads of health and safety violations everywhere. Like, massive <laughs> pipes just all over, and, like, the floor's constantly wet. It's so easy to slip up and. There's all these like sharp edges and stuff everywhere that you could impale yourself. And no one wears any kind of protective gear or anything. Like Do you feel like you're every time you get into work, you're almost at the start of a, a Japanese RPG RPG. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you just imagine that uh, an airship is just going to come towards you and get invited yeah, on an epic exactly. quest <laughs> I was to thinking, say something. It's very steampunk. Like, I was thinking original run Doctor Who, like third, fourth Doctor set. Um, I don't. I don't think I ever watched Doctor uh, Who. Um, so. Never mind then. <laughs> it's a bit like though. If anyone watched the Crystal Maze, there was one the like, industrial zone. Industrial zone. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically where I work now. Do you ever? Did that export its way over to? No. No. Google it later. You'll enjoy. It. Find out. See. Look, look for Richard O'Brien. Yeah, he, he's a character. He wrote. Um, was it Little Shop of Horrors? No, no, Rocky Horror Picture Rocky Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Oh, excellent. He's the guy who wrote that. He was the presenter. It's kind of kooky, kooky presenter. I'm going with batshit crazy. Batshit crazy, yeah. Ah, the uh, the politically correct term. Yes, yes. So would so, you... Uh, yeah, so uh, Alex, you didn't manage to play any games. Um, I only played a touch of FIFA and I managed to stay in Division 3. I was just going to ask you, 
if uh, if the one thing that we like all want the update on is, is <laughs> yeah, I, you, I is it. Bong Tudor still in Division Three? Yes, yeah. So I think last time I was saying how I'd managed to save the season on the final game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was quite nice. Um, nothing as good as that has happened yet. Um, and yeah, mid table, mid season, so hovering. I should be fine. Yeah, nice. I'm not you gonna know, get you're never going to get dropped down if you don't finish the season. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth it. I'd rather get dropped down and yeah. continue to have you, that. You'd, you'd rather play the game than not play the game. It, it's an yeah. odd concept, but I see where you're coming from. Although I do get lots of kudos for being in Division 3, though, obviously. People stop me on the street. And oh, yeah. Stuff. Just congratulate you. Yeah. yeah. Kudos, sir. Kudos, they say to me. Like you, you've got your hat on that says Bong to it, so they instantly yeah. recognize who you are. That's right. <laughs> and on on the well, one side there's uh, FIFA 14, and on the other side it says Div 3. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a good hat. <laughs> a lot of text for a hat, really. I've got a big head. Lots <laughs> of space to write in. I did find out today that work that um, so I, well, I was in on Sunday and um, talking to the brewer a little bit, and it turns out I'm a year older than him, two years older than him. Which, you know, is fine because he's been at Bath Ale for like eight years or something. Yeah. Of course, he's going to be my boss at this point. But, um, and in my old job, I was used to people 10 years younger than me being my boss, which is, <laughs> so it's fine, it's fine. But, um, he told me that, um, when he said in conversation to some of the other guys that I was 32, that they'd all been shocked and that the consensus had been that I was definitely much older than that. And really? Somewhere in my 40s. Which is quite <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it may be time to shave the old beard off. Cause, uh, I was going to say. There's a kind of silver tip going on there. It might be making me look older, but fuck it. Yeah, I'm in the beard industry. I need to have a massive beard. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's a, that's a requisite for the job, isn't it? Yeah. Beard. I saw this great Bertrand Russell t-shirt once where it, it's just Russell's face and it says at the top, so you think you're a philosopher, question mark, and then underneath it says, you don't even own a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you're a brewer you don't even have a beard I think works with that one nice it's good it's good I'm going to roll straight into the game that I played excellent because as as I did last week with you Adam and I've been playing something similar I have been playing something similar to FIFA oh yeah um, exciting it's an ice hockey game it's not it's a uh, it's a football game but it's a car football game and it's called Rocket League it's on Playstation 4 it's free. It, PS it's, Plus, right? uh, it's also uh, on PC. It is also on PC. It only came out two weeks ago at the start, towards the start of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, you're a car. Yeah. That is rocket powered, so you have like boosts and things. And you drive back towards, and all you know how you control a car, but you can also jump and right. do flips in the air, and you get do corkscrews through the air. And basically, you've got to hit a ball into a goal. And stop a ball being hit into your goal. It's just it's just football with cars. Um, it's four uh, so aside. Sorry, it's four aside. I think um, you can play one on one, two on two, three on three, oh, or really? four on four. Um, and it makes them very different. Like tactically, having those different levels of, of different team sizes makes it very different each time so you play. Is it like micro machines? Sort of top down looking at no no cars. you're uh, it's almost third person so you're sat just in behind the car mm-hmm. um, it's like um, any of those open world games when you drive like GTA five yeah yeah sort of as the camera sits just above the, uh, the, the I'm just trying to picture how like because if you imagine playing FIFA with a third person camera it'd be really hard to get an idea of what the hell was going on in the pitch so there's two different um, camera views and you can switch between them as you're playing. Um, there's uh, the camera view which just faces forward so it's always sat behind or there's um, a a camera which follows the ball so it will always be looking at the ball so what will happen is the camera will rotate around your car if the ball is you know say behind you then you're starting to see the front of your car so you know you have to turn to move towards the ball and I play that way so the the camera is always centred on the ball so I can always make my way towards it because the way I play is very aggressive and always attacking and hitting the ball. Um, I'm not very defensive. I often miss the ball as I'm jumping to hit it. 
Uh, I've let in several goals trying to actually defend. So I thought it was probably best if I just smash other cars and I think that, hit the ball that's as a level hard of realism there, because if you were driving a car trying to hit a football, you probably would mix. That's very times. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw I some. That's where the realism ends. Yeah. Really, <laughs> I saw some gameplay, and it seems like so you get um, one large jump and then a second smaller jump that you can then point in a direction so you can do a backflip yeah. or move forward or, or, or roll in the air left or right. Yeah, that's right. So you can jump towards the ball and then if you're skilled enough, you can you know, direct the ball when you hit it. So if you, um, you're coming at it from an angle and you flip into it, it's going to push it in a different direction as if you flip away from it or if you do a right. backflip or a forward flip. And, um, so you can get quite skillful with it and I've seen some some other people playing it who are very good and can direct the ball you know the ball's just hot it's bounced off of the wall it's a sort of big walled arena so there's no sort of throw-ins or anything like that it's just yeah, constant the play doesn't constant ever game. stop unless there's a goal right unless there's a goal exactly exactly um, and I've seen people the ball sort of bounce off the wall it's being crossed in or another player has hit the ball into the thing and just see people boost across the field, jump, and then manage to direct the ball in when there's, you don't think there's any chance that it's going in whatsoever. Um, it's, quite, um, it's quite funny to watch some of the games. I, I'm not really a big watcher of other people playing, but to see some other people playing this game, because it is so frantic and just so fast-paced, so many own goals. You just <laughs> knock the ball into your own. It's so easy if you're trying to defend and you jump and hit it at the wrong angle. Or someone, as you jump, another player smashes into you because they've jumped, and that then knocks you into the ball and knocks it in. It's, and it's cool. just, it is fun. I've been playing a lot of it. And it, because the matches are five minutes, and the only um, time the, the, the timer stops is when a, a goal has been scored, mm. you then have a three second countdown and it starts again. It's, it is just frantic and fast paced, mm. and you just roll through games so quickly. Um, I've, I've got up to about semi pro. Just sort of, um, you, you rank up for a few levels um, based on how well you've done the game. So if you score a goal, you get a certain amount of points. If you assist, you get a certain amount of points. If you're the first to touch a ball at kickoff, you get some points, and that then um, levels you up. And at the moment, it appears that leveling you up only changes the group of people that you play with online. Um, it doesn't seem to have any sort of unlock benefits, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you do, I think the more you play, I'm not sure whether it's tied to the number of games that you play or different things, but there are unlocks. Um, they're only cosmetic, so you can unlock a different pattern for the car that you're using or a hat. You can wear a hat for the car. How does a, how a car work? How does a car jumping work? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, but I've, I've unlocked a pirate hat. Awesome. Sombrero. They're both very good. You know, fez? No, no, yeah. I think there's possibly a Fez. I've not seen one yet. It'll be a top hat. Um, um, there's, there's a um, crown. Oh, nice. There's a uh, mechanic uh, <laughs> chain here in um, Canada, which is called Napa. I don't remember what it stands for, but they're like, you know, oil change, odd fixes, chain, you know, standard chain. Uh, but their symbol is like a hard hat. Right. Um, and their vehicles wear little, about two feet in diameter hard hats so I've actually seen a car on the road with a hat so it is with definitely possible I'll, I'll try and uh, dig up a picture alright so on that bombshell should we have a beer I think so so this is uh, Anchor Brewing uh, Liberty Ale Liberty Ale yeah which is the only American beer we have this evening yeah so um Anchor, a San Francisco-based um, brewery. They have some connection to when Prohibition happened. I think it's something like they were the only brewery that could still make beer or something like when it finished, they were the only ones that still had the same building. So it's something meaning that Anchor's the only one that brewed before in the same premises and still brews today in the same right. so something like that so that the brewery is continuous where all of the other Americans nice. fell out of business in Prohibition and it's a pale ale did you say? Um, it's a Liberty Ale I don't want to say what type of beer that is but they've been doing this for a long time so, so yeah. you would imagine that it should be very good well I had um, 
esteem beer by them because mm. um, that's their famous style and I'm okay but yeah we've had a couple of steam beers on the on the you know in other episodes and they've never really been fantastic yeah. so maybe it's just that style that's not um, that's not in vogue as such thank you very much well looks like similar colour to the, the yeah, wild bit. It looks like a little darker. Maybe a little bit. Not much. Mm. Smells nice. Very different smell to the wild bit. Not as floral. It's a very concerting face. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of orange in there. Yeah. Very mild coppery notes. Yeah, not too coppery though. Not like the the crepe beer, the gold now we had no, last no, week. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got a little bit of an aftertaste. Sticks around for a little while. It's not much to it. It's quite refreshing, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Is it nice boring or just standard, if you will? Like, is it a beer you would have a few of if it was present, or is it a beer that you'd be like, oh, I guess I'll have that? No, I quite like it. I mean, it's quite nice. Um, it's just trying to pigeonhole it. It's quite hard. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the nose is, is quite orangey. Mm. Um, and it has a uh, sort of an orangey sort of start to it on the taste. Yeah. But that doesn't stick around a huge amount. Although, right at the end of the attestation, you might get a little bit back. Yeah, it's got the bitterness of like um, orange peel or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like zest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, on that note, I will say that the one thing that doesn't taste much like oranges mm. is the orange skittle. <laughs> <laughs> what does it taste like? Uh, it it tastes a little bit like powdered orange, like you get in like fun dips, or I don't remember if you um, if you had this in the UK, but McDonald's used to have an orange drink. It wasn't carbonated; it was like a juice. And it was just just tasted kind of orange, but not like oranges, but tasted orange, if that makes sense. Like the colour orange. Yeah. Than I think <laughs> I, can, I can safely say I've never had uh, a juice from a McDonald's. No, neither. And going in McDonald's, it's always strawberry milkshake. Mm. Or just a Coke. Or just try not to go in McDonald's very much. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's fair. Confused. I'm talking That's about it. at like kids' birthday parties in the 80s. Yeah, I had kids' birthday parties. Actually, more uh, Burger yeah. King than. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we didn't have a Burger King oh, the time I grew up in, so. You guys and your obsession with the Royals. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sophisticated, a Burger King in the 80s, if you're a seven year old child, because they had like knives and forks and plates and stuff. Like Wimpy. Oh, yeah, maybe I am thinking of Wimpy. Oh, oh, yeah, Wimpy, Wimpy mate. I remember Wimpy. Wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you. you they had this uh, sausage in a bun. But for some reason, thought that good marketing would be to call it a bender in a bun. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, well, where did that one come from? I, I remember having a birthday party in a wimpy. Mm. Some poor bastard had to dress up in a wimpy man suit. And Who is the wimpy man? Dancer, I don't know. What, what, I mean, what does he look like? Obviously, he's not a um, he, He's almost um, dressed like a, a, a beef eater. Like a, a, oh, yeah. a London sort of beef eater, Tower of London mm. beef eater. Um, but I think almost like red and white pinstriped. Mm, Finding that hard to imagine. But had enough. a big nose, a big plastic face. Did this, no did eyes, this no eyes. <laughs> Was he on fire? <sighs> and then he flew out through the window. Oh, and... I'm just, just trying to remember whether this was a birthday party I went to. Whether it's a birthday party I thought I'd have whilst I was on drugs. I was going to say. It's quite possible it could be either of the two, really, at the moment. And my face melted when I looked at it in the mirror. I'm pretty sure that happened. That was it. Game over. I was six. <laughs> right. Let's move on move swiftly. Move on from Ben's drug-filled youth. Adel, what have you played? Um, I have, as I said last week, I off and on played that um, well, more... more on to push buttons and not really uh, play the Game of War game. Mm. Uh, and I've not played it for a couple of days, and I just don't care. Um, I, You've I lost mean, interest very quickly. 
Yeah, it was as soon as there's a break and you don't care about the timers, you're like, I don't need to care about the timers. Oh, wait, this game is just timers. Huh. Life's <laughs> still free. Yeah, and, and actually, uh, I, I alluded to this last week, but it was basically just scratching an itch of playing a game when I didn't read, life hadn't dealt me time to play a game. So mm. every few hours I could just log on and push buttons and feel like I was... I was gaining resources like games I enjoy with that, and using them like games I enjoy without actually playing one of those games in which I enjoy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and but I started. I mean, I if the timers were up, you get into this mode where you're like, oh, gotta just log on for a, you know a couple yeah. minutes, and it ends up being half an hour. And that's less good when you live with someone and are supposed to be doing things slash are not doing housework while the other one is and you're doing housework together all day, etc. Uh, and then I realized, Oh, this is dumb. I'm just causing friction and not really playing games. And so, uh, now I am, um, I'm instead, I'm booking a reserved game time, uh, in the week so that I can just play actual games. Nice. Um, having said that, I haven't actually played much except for Metal Gear Solid 1. Nice. On the PS Vita and PS3. Okay. Because um, I bought the PS1 version and, or the classics version, which you can install on both systems. Yeah. Um, and swap save games. So I play, beat the first level on the projector and then beat the second mission in bed. And that was kind of nice. Um, and I think that's uh, a nice segue to our topic in that we can discuss PlayStation's approach to playing old games. Yeah, I think so. I mean... Because PlayStation's approach is, buy it again. It oh, you have more than to... one of our systems? one out of 2,000 games you can buy once and play on both. But the other ones, buy it again and again. Yeah, when uh, when PS3 first launched, the first first model of PlayStation 3 that I had um, had backwards compatibility built into it. I have so an 80 game. Have you still got one? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine died about two years ago now, I think, and I had to, I had to get a new one. But... That was great when it was when it launched because I had all of these PlayStation Two games that I could still play on but the you PlayStation. Sold your PlayStation 2. No, so you could still play them on your PlayStation Two. I could still play them on PlayStation Two. So you're moaning that you couldn't just switch off one console. You had to switch. No, off no, no, no I'm not. I'm moaning about it. I'm just saying that it was a, a nice feature because I only had to have one plugged into the telly then. Mm-hmm. I could. Uh, I imagine. I think what what I actually did was we got the PlayStation Three. Um, at Christmas, six months later, I moved to uni. So I took the PlayStation 2 with me to uni. The PlayStation 3 stayed at my dad's place, so my brother could use it and I would be able to play but games. You took the PlayStation 2 with you and left the PlayStation 3? Yeah, the PlayStation 3 was a joint gift Not between much. me and my brothers. It meant that you didn't get to play so it. So it stayed well, yeah. It meant that I got to play it at Christmas and in the summer holidays until I bought myself a PlayStation 3. Hmm. Or until my brother brought himself a PlayStation 3 and I got the old one, basically. But that was fine because I had all these PlayStation 2 yeah. games like the same playing. But uh, I think it was it was nice at launch because you only had to have the one console plugged in. You could play all of these games that you still had. Yeah, you paid money for those games. Exactly, well. exactly. Whereas, as you say, now with, um, with PlayStation 4, you have to, and with the later life of PlayStation 3, you had to buy these games again. Yeah. You didn't have a, a, a choice, uh, really. For me, it was uh, actually not the same. I didn't own a PlayStation 2. Um, PlayStation 3 was the first console I bought um, since the Super Nintendo, which I bought at a garage sale because everyone had N64s. Yeah. Um, and uh, I there were some games I had played slash wanted to play on the PS2, and I got the one... The PlayStation uh, 3 that had the physical emotion chip in it, like the actual mm-hmm. PS2 chip in it, rather than the next run, which had software backwards compatibility that was not as good and 
glitched out on a handful of really popular games just by the nature of their programming, and then the, and then the next run of PlayStation 3 had none. Um, so I could play any PlayStation 2 game, um, and that was great, because then I could b- get them cheap and mm. play them, and uh, or borrow them from friends who still have PS2s. Like It gave me access to, to the new games as well as the old games. So as someone entering the console market, it was really good. Um, and the reason I think mine still works is because it was in storage for five years. Nice. <laughs> so five years of zero play um, helped a lot keeping it old. Uh, so now I still have PS2 games, mm. um, which I can play, and, and PS1 games on disc because it also can emulate PS1. And I can download any game. Um, I just can't play PS4 games. Yeah, I think the the only games that I've retained these days, when I upgraded to PlayStation 4, knowing that you couldn't play your PlayStation 3 games on them, um, I, I traded in my PlayStation 3 and all of the games to you know basically get a better deal on the, the PlayStation 4 when I bought it. Um, so I just gave up the opportunity of ever being able to play those games again. Um, when I upgraded... And it's, uh, as I was saying, it's, it was nice when the PlayStation 3 released because it was really expensive. We got it when it was released. And we didn't actually have to buy any. Uh, we, I think we got uh, a game or two, um, something like Heavenly Sword and maybe another game, um, which came bundled, or, you know, which we got with the console. Um, but we still had all of these games that we could keep playing if we'd have got rid of the PlayStation 2. I still haven't um, played Heavenly Sword, and I still have it, and it was a bundle. <laughs> nice. It is, it's good. It's good. It's a little bit... The controls aren't fantastic. Graphically, it was very nice when it first released, um, and has led on to another couple of games which um, were good, something like Enslaved Odyssey to the West, which released on um, all of the consoles at the time and on PC. That's a, a great game, which uses a very similar um, engine, I think, and very similar physics in that. Um but yeah, I mean, it's not something that I was um, interested in as such when the PlayStation 4 released. I think I decided to make the jump to PlayStation 4, and I would only play a, you know, play those games on console. So many games release now on PC as well, that if I want to play a lot of those older games, apart from the exclusives that come out on PlayStation, um, then I can do so. Uh, on PC, but it, it sort of then leads in. I know PlayStation's approach is you can either sign up to their subscription service, PlayStation Now, and you can rent games, or you can play a monthly subscription to be able to play all of these PlayStation One, Two, and Three games. Or as um, Xbox are, or as Microsoft are doing with, with some of the 360 games, they're bringing out HD remasters of games. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation are about to drop the Uncharted collection, so you get to play One, Two, and Three again. Uh, I assume they're just up-resed and they're in a, a higher definition quality. Mm. Whether they've actually changed anything else with the games is, is to be seen. Uh, Microsoft are bringing out, um, is it Gears of War 3? They're about to remaster. They've just done the Halo collection, which they remastered. Mm. Uh, and it seems they're doing it, but uh, more in this sort of way, where they want you to pay more money for previous games. Um, but it's quite a big deal for Xbox to turn around and say, actually, we're going to bring in backwards compatibility. You can play all of your old 360 games. And I wonder whether they've done it because they've not shifted a huge amount of units on the Xbox One. Because maybe they're thinking, okay, some people have jumped over to PlayStation 4. There's a lot more PlayStation 4s out there than their Xbox Ones. Uh, and so maybe Microsoft thought maybe it would entice a few more people. Yeah, like if you're going to have to give up all your games for the next console anyway, mm. that's more of an incentive to switch like families from uh, Xbox to PlayStation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way of keeping your customers, like, well, you don't have to chuck away all the money you've invested already in Xbox games. Plus, it's like um, just trying to be seen like the nice guy in the industry against the... Because there's no reason why PlayStation do it apart from to make money. Well, there are, we don't know the... The architecture of the PS3 was so bizarre, the cell with its nine cores, that um, I could I could imagine that it would be hard to emulate. While the Xbox 360 was a much more standard, I think it was ARM-based, but it's a more standard approach. And so what they've done is they're actually, they built a 100% emulator and tested it 
through and through. So uh, the PlayStation um, 2 had a physical, or PlayStation 3 originally had a physical chip. So all the graphics would work because it's literally, 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 good lord, running through the PS2 chips. Literally um, running. Yeah. It was literally running. Not figuratively running. It's literally running. As in process running, not as in... That's not literally <laughs> running. Yeah, that is the uh, correct term. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it, and then they had the software, and that emulation wasn't that good, and it didn't work. Well, Xbox, they've apparently been sitting on this for, for months and months and months, this announcement, until they felt like everything worked. Such that the only thing stopping a game from being able to be played um, is... The manu because for pub like copyright reasons, the manufacturer has to say to Microsoft, "Yes, please make this backwards compatible." That's it. It's literally an administrative move, and then w you put the disc in. It calls home to Microsoft. Microsoft says, "This is playable," and then you can play the game. Yeah, then I'm sort of a, a few people have been chatting. I'm not sure whether it's been um, found out yet or the information's been released. Whether you're playing it from the disc that you own. All the disc is doing is um, authenticating that you own it, and you maybe have to download the game again onto your machine so that it's then taking up hard drive space and running from that, or whether it's streaming through the internet to be able to, to I believe run from it, the servers somewhere. From what I read in, in one of the interviews, it, it is a, it's like a, the disc is just a key. Um, yeah, yeah. But you're, but you're not streaming, you're, you're downloading Okay. To, to your machine, from what I understand. Yeah, I know one of the, the sort of um, big games that um, a lot of people have been shouting about um, that they want on this is, um, is it Burnout Paradise? Oh, yeah. Which is a great game. I, I fucking yeah. love that game. Um, which is just, uh, a big open world um, driving. I suppose it's a very arcadey driving You, you game. literally drive to an intersection, stop, and every intersection starts a race of some sort, whether it be a circuit or a time trial or a sprint. So you just go, I'm here now. I want to race. Stop. And if you connect to the internet, you'll be racing non-bots. If you're connecting not, then you'll be racing bots. But it, And it's just, there's no, like, what do you call them? The, there's no waiting, right? For Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For matching. There's no matchmaking. It's literally, like, on the fly. It's really good. Uh, I have it on the PS3 and the PC. Yeah. So I think that on that um, very uh, reasonable segue, let's have another beer. <laughs> yeah, I think that so. definitely I think makes so. sense. That's a sensible segue. What are we drinking now? Uh, Penny Lane Pale. Hmm. So I'm assuming Penny Lane are... That's the name. I think it's from, by Mad Hatter. Right, from Mad Hatter. But I'm assuming that if it's... Penny Lane is a Beatles song. Correct. It is. Um, Manhattan are a Liverpool-based brewery. I was going to say, so therefore it's from Manchester. <laughs> that would have been really stupid. <laughs> everyone would have just shaken their heads as yeah. they were listening. Well, the Beatles are rubbish anyway. Whoa, spillage. Oh, yeah. Oh, saved. Saved. So, yeah, I, I'm assuming this is going to be quite similar to the, to, to what we've, um, to the Anchor beer, really, because... No, it's called a Liberty Ale. It seems like quite a, a pale ale. Um, I'm hoping this will be hoppier. Neither yeah. of the beers we've had so far have had really any pop. No. It's been quite light. So, let's see. Thank I actually quite like the, the um, anchor as it went on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it definitely it. turned into one that you would uh, very easily just have another one straight away yeah. and just be able to continue drinking, definitely. This has got... Uh, That's a bigger smell. Yeah, classic kind of bubblegum uh, kind of nose. Mm. It's great. It's a lot more opaque, similar-ish colour. Yeah, similar. well, it was cloudy. I pulled out the last bit, so um, it's... Yeah, it's, it's cloudy. Mm. It smells fucking great. That's I'm nice. loving that nose. That's a lot more hoppy. Yeah. That's a big hop flavour. Nice. I think we had a Mad Hatter... Previously, but I can't remember what kind it was. See, what we should have been doing is we've gone along with these. Is scored each one of them out of ten and kept a big chart that we could look at and refer to. Yeah, or even just possibly. had, or even just had a list of what we drank <laughs> and, and, and quick notes. 
As yeah. I say, I have written I have written all of the beers that we've ever had down in a book, but it would then require me, as we're trying to discuss some of the things, to then look through a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm not gonna it's do. Outrageous How dare Imagine. it. Um, I like this beer. Mm, it's it's nice. That's very nice. Um so one of the things I wanted to discuss with backwards compatibility is more modern modern more recent games that have come out and games that are going to come out that will span both systems mm-hmm. not systems span both generations oh, I see. so say something like the new Call of Duty game yeah. which will be available on 360 and on Xbox One um, I think when games are released these days they're more expensive on Xbox One yeah. what's to stop you from buying the new Call of Duty for 360 and running it through your Xbox One. Do you think that Microsoft will be shipped? Possibly. Yeah. Do you think do you think Microsoft will stop it, will not allow backwards compatibility for new you know, if it's something that they're able to turn on and off and they can say, oh, you know, we we you know, yeah, the, the publisher is allowing us to let you play this game from 360 on your Xbox One. Do you think maybe it's Something that you know they'll turn around and say, "Well, no, if you want to play this game on Xbox One, it's available on Xbox One. Therefore, that's the only version you're going to be able to play on Xbox One." Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but I can't see <laughs> why they would do that. Mm. I mean, because because it's not going to be the same game. I mean, it'll be the same levels and the same guns and stuff, but like the graphics are clearly going to be worse. Yeah. So uh, it's like there's two tiers of the game: a very shit game, a very good game. So you already if you detriment by playing shit game. Yeah. And if you're a person who is fine with playing the HD but not super HD version, then you probably don't own an Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. That's Because most of the games are coming out on both, right? It's, uh, but I do get what you're saying. It was a lot... It, last console swap, last generation um, border... It seemed a lot clunkier because a lot of the games that were released for the old, like the Xbox and the PS2, just weren't. It seemed like the upgrade was was much larger, like and so they coded for the new games and tried to make it playable. And there was a lot more hiccups or laggy parts of a game you know, on the old game, uh, systems. But it's mostly, as you said, cosmetic, more particles. Yeah. More pixels, and that's why they—they, they, I mean, it, they're re-releasing PS3 games on PS4 with more pixels, mm, mm. and the people are buying them. So I don't think they're worried about people not buying the more pixel version. Yeah, I think, especially with uh, with PlayStation, perhaps it's not as many PlayStations uh, are out there as uh, as Xbox. Um, you know, not as many PlayStation 3s are out there as Xbox 360s. And mm. now the the jump to PlayStation 4 has been so big that they must assume that people are coming over from 360 to PlayStation. So a lot of these games, you know, the, the bigger exclusives, um, like the Uncharted games, are games that people sort of missed out on as such during the last generation. Mm. And they're, they're landmark games. They're big hitters when it came to PlayStation. So... I guess they, that they think they can make some money off of those people by re-releasing them. They're, they're games that a lot of people missed. They're very well received, critically acclaimed, much talked about, as we do now. So people want, will want to play them. So they, they must think that you know by re-releasing them as an HD version, as a different version, that it's an easy win as such. Um, and maybe that's the way that sort of Sony are approaching it, that they don't need to offer backwards compatibility because people don't, uh, uh, you know, a big portion of people that own PlayStation 4s didn't own a PlayStation 3, so may not have a big game collection to be able to replay on their yeah, PlayStation 4. maybe. It seems like a fairly small portion of their market, the crossover people. Mm. I mean, I guess you could have a whole policy based on just those, but... Um, well, yeah, maybe. Um, the PS4 sales though are much much higher than the PS3 sales were. 
Well, there's more people now than there used to be. <laughs> That's true. There are. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is there's other reasons that might be right. uh, there as well. I mean, yeah, I guess... You, you, I'm not sure whether I, I, I'm for or I'm against there being two big console companies. Like, is it a bad thing? I mean, it sort of is, because it's you're kind of just arbitrarily picking a side. Yeah, we talked about this before, didn't we? When we were chatting about exclusivity, it's... But then, like, would it be better if there was just one, like, company that somehow had control over all of the games that came out? That seems wrong as well. PC gaming? Yeah, well, but maybe we... I mean, if there was a fractured market with, like, a hundred different consoles, that would probably be shit, too. Quite possibly. I mean, then you're dividing development time and things because people want to bring them out on... A lot more, you know. If there were, say, ten different consoles, uh, developers would go or publishers would say, "Well, we want our games to reach as many people as possible, so as many people buy them. So yeah. we then need to make as many versions of this game as possible to fit as many versions, as many consoles as we possibly right, can." Right, but that that takes time and money. Exactly. So then they're not going to go. Then have to go into it. So yeah, they're going to make that, Assassin's Creed number nine because that's going to sell shit, and they're not going to make indie game slash new IP at all. Because why would mm. you? That's a risk. So yeah, I mean, we, were, we were talking before about there being sort of almost two big consoles. You've always got PC gaming off to one side. And Nintendo seems to have become that third console at the moment that's sort of almost doing its own thing. But, um, you know... Yeah, and you can't get they, Nintendo they don't games seem on the to, Yeah, so this, these, these two consoles almost seem to be... Two seems to be the magic number when it comes to sort of very high-end competing consoles. So maybe it's just that... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not just in consoles. Is it? I mean, in phones, you've got, like, your, your Apples and your Samsungs. And your, Sony's. Yeah, exactly. So you've got your... With Android, like, I mean, the OS level. Oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah. And then with, with like, computers generally, you've got your Macs and your PCs or whatever. It's not, like, only games that have right, sort of dualistic marketplace out. The big difference mm-hmm. with PCs are, is there's a billion... Manu- well, there's a lot of manufacturers of PCs. Of PCs, yeah. But, right. only, one man- but only two manufacturers of PC um, operating so, systems. But yeah, I suppose, right, I suppose comparably, get, comparably, the maker is similar to the publisher of a game, isn't it? Whoever makes your PC... Versus right. who is, is funding sort of a game. And yeah, like, as we say, you've got either Windows or, or Mac. You've got other things like Linux and stuff. but They're not gaming. You get, yeah, you, you don't get don't count. sort of gaming for that sort of thing. Um, but like, but there's compatibility issues with uh, your Apple operating system and your Microsoft operating system that are just as relevant. Like, right, but as, I'm just saying it's not, it's not sealed to the hardware in the same way. Like Apple's like a console maker because they make all of the things and then people have to make software for their specific thing. While Microsoft yeah, doesn't fit that paradigm because you develop on their platform um, and uh, they only care about selling the operating system. But what's well, really yeah. interesting about this, which we talked about before, is in this console generation, the hardware... Is they're both basically just really strong PCs. Yeah, yeah, completely. So exclusivity is not one of those resource things. Like when you had to make an ex- PlayStation exclusive, you were coding for that weird cell thing. And it wasn't easy if you were primarily coding for the Sony system to adapt to the Microsoft system and vice versa. So it sort of made sense to put your stamp on one or two, one side of the battle. And then as the generation got ahead and people under, started to understand sell more, um, the people who were making just my, um, Xbox games started making it for both because they could figure it out. But now there is nothing stopping you from making a version for both because it's just the, the, the way you tie into the same hardware, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's why we're seeing PC games getting AAA titles almost right away as well. Rockstar notwithstanding. And I was going to say, uh, Rocksteady, unless you're Batman as well. Oh, right. You're, uh, and you're pulled from Steam because the, your port to PC is so fucking awful. <laughs> and just broken that nobody can play it. But yes, that's a, a different conversation. Sorry, broken games. Different... <laughs> yeah. Not that we get many broken games these days. There's a few big games that don't come out very well. 
Yeah. Well, you could get early release games, I suppose. Yeah, there's a lot of early access games, which are, but you know almost when you're buying an early access game that it's a, an, an alpha version, that you are helping to develop the game and helping to test out the systems that they have in it. When you get something like Batman, which releases and is, you know, the frame rate drops so much that it's almost unplayable, just um, lots of different things that just make the game stop working on PC, that's a massive issue. That's a, that's a, that's a huge drop ball, mm-hmm. really. I, I, I don't know numbers in terms of, um, you know, when a, a game releases on... So I'm just still thinking of a huge drop ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to not, take it in the did you see the uh, the basketball that was dropped off of a dam? Oh, that was so cool! Have you seen that? So, yeah. they, uh, so there was a world record attempt to it's a net a basketball through a, through a net, mm-hmm. and they dropped it off of a dam and span it. And it, it, rather than it dropping in a, a straight line, there's some kind of physics based <laughs> explanation, some name thing that basically meant that the ball uh, drops and then curves down. Um, and then it basically curved down and bounced along across the water. So something won't allow it to drop straight, but it will curve within space. When you give Time. it, when you give it backspin, the air goes at different rates, and because it's accelerating due to gravity, that just spins it more. Yeah, the friction of the air, and so that's what causes the backspin to get even bigger. So as it drops, it it the the angle in which it's um, moving away from the straight vertical increases. So wait, did it go through the basketball hoop? No, I don't think it went anywhere near it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless the basketball hoop was in the, the middle of the uh, the dam, or in the middle of the water. Uh, did they not anticipate this effect? I, I thought know. they were trying to display the effect. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what no, I thought. Uh, perhaps uh, the article that I read didn't... I just watched a YouTube video... Where someone was explaining it, but maybe they they were explaining it at a dam after this attempt. I don't know. Quite possibly. Did Quite you possibly. hear the um, thing about the the Australian surfboard guy on live shark. TV who got attacked by a shark? Yeah, I heard that he punched it. Yeah, supposedly <laughs> punched it in the back several times. Nice. Did he survive? The shark it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swam off and ate somebody else. <laughs> no, the dude survived. Yeah. Awesome. It was live TV though. That's and, really. Uh, you should see it afterwards. Google it, um, and it's like it's not very much, but it's just sort of off in the distance, and you see a fin just rise out of the water behind him, and uh, and him sort of look over his shoulder, and the commentator is just in the middle of saying something. Obviously, isn't looking at the screen. Right. It's like, oh uh, yeah, that's like thirteen points, and I'm uh, like not really doing that well. And it's, it's a fucking shark, dude. What are you <laughs> commentating about? Something actually important is happening on the TV and you're not noticing it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is quality. Right. Let's rein it back in. This is relevant. Conclude. (laughs) Yeah. Conclude. So, uh, just to to finish off the conversation, um, both Adel and I have have upgraded, although you've still retained your PlayStation 3, you've got a PlayStation 4 as well. No, No? I I thought you did. I have a Vita, a 3, and a 360. Okay. I'm so tempted I've, to I've buy upgraded. a 360. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, my 360 is not playable because I need to spend $50 on a North American power adapter. Because it turns out every electronic that's been made, um, can you can just change the plug and it works except for Xboxes. <laughs> um so backwards compatibility. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you need one of those backwards compatible power adapters. That's yeah. what you need. Um, yeah. So Western compatible. <laughs> power no store carries said power cord. You can buy it straight from Microsoft, and it's fifty dollars. Or you can buy it a third party, where a lot of people say after three days, it gets so hot that the uh, plastic casing falls off, burns out. I just have this picture of Bill Gates having loads of them in his like garage. <laughs> Say so, yep, another fifty bucks. All awesome. right, sucker. Um, Just selling three, mate. Yeah. And I mean, I've got I've got a lot of PC games and my PS PS3 back, so I'm content right now. Um, but with this 360 um, getting backwards compatibility, then it's like, well, I could just put that fifty or tw- like that money towards an Xbox One, and like, but at the same time, I have four controllers that won't mm. work either. Um, I'll have to bring him to Bristol and, and 
Alex can finally u- use a non-broken controller. Yeah, yeah. a controller that actually has some of the like padding on yeah. the. On You're the... definitely getting at least one of them. So, all right, cool. So let me uh, let me finish the conversation with asking both of you a question. Does backwards compatibility? I'll ask you first, Alex, and then you can answer. Adult. Does backwards compatibility make you want to, or does it take you in any kind of direction towards upgrading from 360 to Xbox One? Um. Does it make me more likely to upgrade? Yeah. No. Do you want me to expand on that? Yeah, if you wish to, yeah. Well, I can't afford to upgrade. So That's fair, yeah. It, it's not, I mean, it's like one of those things, I mean, how much money am I, do I have in this scenario? It's not the actual scenario, because I can't anyway. Mm. So, okay, so let's, let's um, if I had a million pounds, I, was say, so let's, let's I would say, do it anyway. Even if it didn't. So let's. Uh, I'll pose a different question. Okay. If you had enough money to be able to buy one of the newer generation consoles, Xbox One or PlayStation Four, does backwards compatibility push you more well, towards upgrading to an do Xbox I One? Do I only just? I mean, you've only got enough money to buy one. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um. um yeah, I guess I'd prefer to have a console. I mean, I have about twenty games, twenty-five games. It's like if I just had the choice of like no games or twenty five games. Mm. Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to go with that. I mean, uh, I'm assuming that there are other benefits to a PlayStation Four, but other than just games, like it can do stuff that Xbox like One can't do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think they're both pretty comparable. Uh, it depends on how much of a. Uh, how much bullshit is in the Morpheus project, the upcoming VR thing? Right. True, but then with Oculus and Microsoft sort of partnering, you're imagining that a lot of VR Oculus games are going to be coming to Microsoft platforms as well. Yeah. So it all depends. Yeah, that that does depend on um, how interested in VR you have. But apart from that, I think they're both very comparable. But the market doesn't. What they're doing. Hmm. Neither of them has AI with Scarlett Johansson's voice on it that would actually fall in love with me, like in that film. No, I don't think they do. No. no. How do you feel about that? I, I, go to, go guy. to tech guy. Yeah. Uh, no, as far as I know, the closest you've got is, is Siri. <laughs> Not cool. So, <laughs> at all, does, uh, does backwards compatibility make you pick a Xbox One over a PlayStation 4? over or it makes me more I've reconsidered Xbox One yeah Um, I was pretty sure that and the Oculus thing because one of the reasons why I'm I'm looking to upgrade to the PS4 is because I am after my experience with the Oculus on PC super curious what what the consoles which tend to be a little more tighter in integration and stuff will come out with yeah Um, Xbox One Maybe, I mean, right now I'm I'm in the same boat as Alex, and I think they're just both really expensive now. And I have a decent PC, and so I've got a backlog of games. So even mm. if I had the money, I probably wouldn't be buying one in this last a while. Um, if I had the money, I'd be going to Greece on a super cheap holiday whilst their economy's fucked. No, oh dear, I'd be spending the money. I have just bought some euros at a very very good rate. So. Uh... <laughs> Now is the time to get into uh, currency exchange. Oh dear. Uh, well, no. On that if, note, if Greece... we should go. Go, go on, Adam. Sorry, dude. If Greece decides to leave, the euro will go up. Yeah, they're so, not leaving. That's, yeah. that's if so. Well, they're not leaving soon anyway. They're not leaving soon. What, All what, of the people that live in Greece are very angry. Yeah, fair. But they they're, can't do shit. They're, 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 they can't do shit. They can riot. It's been like thousands of years since they were a military force to be reckoned with. I mean, back in the day, this was like 300 BC. I'd be like, don't fuck with the Greeks, whatever you do. They could fuck us, at least on Macedonia. Right. But the austerity measures that, that they need to take are just going to plunge them into a larger depression. It's just whether, uh, yeah. when, they, when they go on their referendum, it, if they, I will say this, if the referendum goes to, yes, leave the EU... That's when, uh, or no, sorry. As soon as they say no, we don't want to leave the EU. That's when you buy your euros. It'll drop that day. Mm, mm, quite possibly. So we should finish by saying austerity is shit and doesn't actually work. Correct. Although, 
I cannot cite my statement off the top of my head. Ah. Which is why <laughs> everyone should buy uh, a next-gen console, right? That's exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. What, what's your beer of choice? My Skittle of choice, as always, is red. Ooh, red. A good Skittle of choice. I like the purple ones. Uh, they're um, my second. For beer, I'm going with our final beer, which is the Mad Hatter Penny Lane Pale. Well, I liked all of the beers. Yeah, they were all good. Um, the Penny Lane Pale was the nicest one, mm. definitely. Um, the Saison was good. It was nice and Saison light. The Saison was nice, yeah. Um, it's hard to pick. I guess I'll go with the Penny Lane. Yeah. I mean, it just was nice. It, it wasn't very much like that exciting about it, but then, you know, it just sort of hit the spot mm. for a nice drink. Yeah. I think that the... the Anchor Liberty Ale uh, delivered more than I was expecting, mm-hmm. whereas the Penny Lane delivered what I wanted. Yeah, I think so. so I think sometimes that's not very exciting. Yeah, with the Liberty, it it grew and it definitely yeah. got a lot better. Um, so I'm tempted. I the drink. Maybe just for the sake of being contrary, I'll go for the, the uh, Liberty Ale. Okay. Nice. You heard it here first. To have a Liberty Ale with a side of Penny Lane and a couple Red Skittles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but maybe have maybe have a wild beer saison first because they all seem to work up into each other quite well, didn't they? Yeah. It's quite a good, good selection of beers that worked well after each other. Mm. As well. We have only had them in that order, though. So maybe there's a better order. Aren't we? Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> we should have them again and drink them in different orders. In a completely different order. Oh no, shit! This one's awful yeah. now. Right. We, we so, should have a double blind uh, day. Oh, yes. that'd be good. That'd be, be super good. interesting. We should discuss. Where Alex's uh, known penchant for simple yet elegant labeling won't come in, in as a factor. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can reach us at tankedup.cast at gmail.com Just if you want to. How many emails are in there at the moment? Backed up. What's the backlog? The backlog is off the top of my head zero, <laughs> which is fine because it means I don't have to check emails all the time. Uh, we're on Twitter uh, at tankedup underscore cast. I'm at nova underscore forty seven. Adel is at the omniarch. T h e o m n i a r c h. Oh, you're getting good at that. <laughs> nice, nice. So we have been tanked up. That's it for another week. We shall catch you again. Bye. Bye.